Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, everyone. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, April 23rd, 2018, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Ladies, it's a glorious Monday, and I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and that you took some time to joy pamper yourself. You know, that's where you you enjoy the small things, the bubble baths, walking through the park, taking care of yourself, you know, calling someone to say I love you, reading a book, things that make you happy, bring you joy. Remember, you have the ability and the power to bring joy into your life at any time. Now, as a reminder, if you didn't take the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for this week, make sure you do so immediately following the show. Let's, let's make this an ingrained habit because looking at your calendar Looking at what has to get done for the week, it not only is going to give you clarity, but it's going to keep you also clear on those priorities and keep you on track, which is so very, very important. So you can't have good time management if you're not managing your calendar properly. Very, very important. Well, here we are in the month of April, and can you believe April is almost over? That's right. We only have about maybe a week and a half left in April, maybe less than that, and then we'll be pushing it on right into marvelous May. Well, our theme all this month of April has been spring your business into success, right? Just like the rejuvenation of nature during springtime, it's a time to reflect back on your business for first quarter, make corrections and enhancements to move your business forward in the areas of goals, marketing, more clients, customers, and, of course, more profits. Now, we've had an awesome time every Monday this month in April. And, of course, if you missed any of our shows, you can definitely go to womenaboutbiz.net. That's womenaboutbiz, as in zebra.net, womenaboutbiz. And up in the top right menu bar, click on podcast, and in the right-hand column, there's our most recent show for the month, and you'll be able to listen to any of our previously recorded broadcasts. Um, we have just had such an overwhelming response with everyone talking about various topics that we've covered so far um, in April. And this has been a, a month of empowerment, uh, even more so for me, as we look forward to launching our new division at Women About Biz, Lifestyle for Her. I'm so very, very excited about that. And, of course, I'll make sure to continue to share with you uh, how Lifestyle for Her is going, and I'll talk about it um, in just a little bit. On the lineup today, we're going to have five questions to generate cash in 2018. Um, we're going to talk about posting your social media information and some things that you just need to remember as you're posting. So we're going to cover that. 
And, of course, I'll, I'll definitely share with you any updates at Women About Biz that's going on, and then we'll get back to Embracing New Beliefs to Create Your Success Part 2, which is uh, I have some new stuff to share with you, some more information about embracing new beliefs. And today we're going to get into a little bit about habits and why you, ne- you need to understand how habits are formed. Uh, that's very, very important because habits really are the starting place for for all of our success, all of our beliefs, and really who we are, our personality, everything has a lot to do with habits. And so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that um, as we cover uh, our hot topic for today, Embracing New Beliefs to Create Your Success, Part 2. So now is such a good time for you to go ahead and push out um, information to others that Successful Woman Radio is live on the air. If you're listening from your computer, go ahead and um, just drop the number, okay? And that, that number, for those of you with a pen in hand, is 347-637-2589. So you can drop a number and put that information uh, in a post and, and invite people to join in with you. Or you can just simply uh, text someone and say, hey, jump on this call. It will bless your life. And for those of you who are new to Successful Woman Radio, I want to welcome you, and thank you so much for listening to this show. Uh, if If you're wanting to know what we're all about, here it is. We're about providing women in business with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that that you desire. So make sure that you mark your calendar every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time and be empowered with information that you'll be able to put to use right away, okay? And, of course, again, if you want to listen to previous broadcasts of Successful Woman Radio, then you can visit Women About Biz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra.net, and up in the top right menu bar, click podcast, and in the right-hand column, there you have it, a broadcaster that will uh, play for you online on your smart devices, your cell phone, your notepads, your iPads, and you can listen to it at any time. I want to go ahead right now and delve right into our five questions to generate cash um, because we have a lot of information to share with you um, pertaining to our topic for the day. Um, So let's go ahead and get started with number one, which is what must I do to achieve my sales goals this week? And I want to go ahead and pick this first question to actually elaborate on because so many businesswomen Uh, keep themselves busy, you know, busy being busy. Have you ever experienced that? I know I have. Um, And and yet at the end of the week, you feel like you've been so busy, surely you can open up your checking account and actually see the money that you have accrued from doing all that busy work, right? Unfortunately, that's not how it works. You can be busy doing anything, okay? Uh, I remember one time I said that I was going to clean out hour, and I ended up taking literally the whole day just about uh, cleaning up my dresser, emptying out the drawers, uh, thinning out clothes that I really didn't need, and I didn't know that it was going to take me that long. 
and, and yet it took up the whole day, and I forgot about appointments and other stuff that I had. So, again, biz, keeping busy doesn't mean necessarily for a business woman that you are going to be making money. So let's, let's get focused on the money, honey, right? Yes. We want to make sure that we are in business to generate a streaming, um, a stream of income and revenue that is not only going to sustain us and help us to pay our bills and, and accomplish some things, but that's going to keep coming, right? We, we need consistent income. And so the only way that that can occur is that you start back at the foundation of your goals of asking yourself, what are the goals that I need to accomplish in order to generate a certain dollar amount of income, okay? And that's very, very important. And, of course, this question uh, has sub-questions to it that, that you may end up asking yourself because really from a business perspective, you really should be planning your business out on an annual basis, or at least every six months when you're just starting out, okay? And so with that said, normally you will set an annual goal of how much money you want to make, whether that's 100000 200000 300000 right? And notice I started with six figures because we need to go big, right? And so with that said, once you have that dollar amount, for the annual amount of money that you want to make, then you can break that down into quarters. You can break that down into months and weeks and then be clear on how much money should be coming in because you did the, the math. You figured out from that larger number that you're trying to accomplish for the year how you need to break that down, how many clients you need to have every month, every week, every day, right? And so this is something that, I think as the CEO, you have to have your mind focused on at all times. I don't ever recall listening to CNN or Bloomberg or uh, reading any magazines of, of success stories and, and CEOs being interviewed, and, the, and they are talking about the labor side of business, like um, this is how we make the gadget or this is how we assemble and put this together. No, they are talking about sales goals and numbers that they need to meet. They're talking about what they're going to be doing for the following quarter and what, what their earnings um, are projected to be. And the reason why is because that's the role of the CEO, right? The CEO keeps the company going. And so many times we are missing the boat when it comes to making money and leading our company to success, and yet we are busy doing a whole lot of things. Now, I want to let you know this, and I want to be transparent and share some experiences I've had with money, um, and, I, and I want to tell you that you have to be very careful when you're setting your sales goals because if there's anything in your subconscious mind that doesn't necessarily believe that you have the ability to create your success, it's going to get in your way. And it can actually pull up thoughts to cause you to be busy being busy without making any money, right? It will cause you 
to focus on a whole lot of things and put a lot of obstacles in your way and make you feel like those things are most important that you should be paying attention to. And, again, you get to Friday or you sit down to write your bills out and you realize you didn't have the money coming in in order for you to sustain yourself or to sustain the bills that your business has. So, again, I want to caution you on that and tell you how important asking yourself this question is, what must I do to achieve my sales goals? Here's number two. Am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads, right? And um, you may find yourself kind of staring in the headlights with this if you don't have a marketing system. But it's, it's telling you needed in order for you to be consistent and implement, right? Here's number three. Have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or products? No matter what business you're in, what I find often is that most women who listen to this show and most of us are in the solo entrepreneur realm, right? That means that it doesn't mean that we're doing everything by ourselves, hopefully, right? But what it does mean is that we are the only ones at this time who is in charge of the business and working in the business on a full-time, um, a part-time basis, and we have to make sure that all three of the roles uh, that must be played in the business, labor, manager, and entrepreneur, are being played. Now, with that said, solo entrepreneurs have to do a lot of marketing on their own. But one of the best ways that I discovered to not let that fall through the cracks is by connecting with three new people, at least a minimum of three to five people every day that I have not met yet or have not told about what I do. Uh, Sometimes I'm on purpose and very deliberate with targeting um, other companies and people that I know might need my services right away, but but I connect with them in different ways through social media, Um, I go online and do research to to meet and discover different people. Um, So today I want to just give you a tip on how to discover and find people that you should be connecting with or introducing yourself to using just Google, okay? So the beautiful thing about Google is that it's highly optimized and keyworded, right? It means that everything is segmented into its proper buckets when you're searching on Google. And what that allows you to do, it allows you to do some really good research. And so say, for example, you have a business or a product um, and your particular client are chiropractors, right? So what you want to do is you first want to be clear on what your particular target audience is or client. Then you want to say what type of business is what they have. Um, And then you want to know what area you are targeting in. You want to be very specific with the area. So let's say I'm here in Atlanta and I'm interested in chiropractors. I'll go and bring up my Google search bar, and I will type uh, chiropractors, Atlanta, and then I might put comma a few other cities, Stone Mountain, Lithonia, different areas that are here in my local um, region, right? And what that's going to do is it's going to pull up a whole list of chiropractors that you can then go and sort through. And normally 
um, it will have their phone number and information because many of them market through Google. It will have their phone number and information right there for you. But you can literally do this with anyone and anything, okay? Uh, I'll never forget one time as I was researching for women to share women about biz with, I just wrote down ten names. I wrote down Betty, Linda, Abigail. I just wrote down different names, and I put their names. Uh, I put um, business and woman, and then I put the city that I was in. And you wouldn't believe the amount of names that it matched and pulled up, bookkeepers, virtual assistants, just different people. And I started calling them. I started connecting with them, asking them if they would like to hold uh, a connection meeting so that we can both share what we each do and how we may be able to serve as a resource for one another. You wouldn't believe the positive response I got back. So, again, I get a lot of people say, uh, you know, I, I'm just not meeting enough people, you know, for three to five new people every day. Uh, but this is a system that you cannot do it at the spare of the moment. You have to make sure that you uh, prepare a week ahead of time. So this week you should be looking for people to connect with for next week, right? You should be on Facebook inviting people to connection calls for the following week, right? And so um, this is not something where you try to do everything in one day and think you're going to see good results with it. But what I can tell you is that you do this system over the course of a year and you will have anywhere between 700 and 12. Um, new contacts in your database, and you can imagine what happens when you do it consistently for two, three, four years, how many people just from word of mouth that you'll have. And so, again, this is a way to get new prospects, to have people to communicate with, to connect with, and you've already broken the ice with all of those people that you have communicated with, which is a good Thing. Um, so, again, I want to um, encourage you with that and recommend that, and hopefully that information that I gave you uh, will help you. Let's move ahead with number four and the five questions to generate cash in 2018. What are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Well, number one was what must I do to achieve my sales goals, right? But this is a little bit different because we're taking it further, and, and I'm asking you to ask yourself, what other goals do you need to accomplish this week? What projects are you working on do you need to prioritize, right? And lastly, number five, in five questions to generate cash in 2018, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? So very important. Uh, I have a question for you as it pertains to this question. Have you developed and created your position description yet? If yes, bravo. Now you know what you should be doing because you have bullet, point, uh, bullet pointed items um, that you must focus on. And if you have not created your position description, listen, you've to do this. This is one of the best ways to get clear on what your role is in the company. Ladies, remember, you have the power to create your streams of abundance, and it all begins with you taking swift and immediate action. 1219 after the hour, and you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show with me, Trina Newby, your success coach. Hey, 
those of you that have just tuned in, I want to let you know that you're listening to Successful Woman Radio. Make sure that you mark your calendar every single Monday for 12 p.m. Eastern Time. So I want to celebrate with you um, and share with you something that is coming up on tomorrow. I'm so excited, and that is my birthday. I've had people sending me happy birthday posts and messages and texts already, but my birthday is actually tomorrow, guys, Um, and I am taking the day off, and I am just celebrating and being grateful and thankful to God for bringing me thus far. I, I have had many illnesses and surgeries, and so much has happened in my life, um, but I am just grateful, and I am a living testimony to let you know that whether you have an illness or whether you have um, challenges or obstacles in your way to keep going, keep moving, because the sunlight is at the end of, of all of this, and no matter what is going on in your life, you need to understand and know that God is with you and that you can accomplish and do anything in spite of what might be in your way. I'm here to tell you, uh, it wasn't so long ago that I remember that I was in the bed sitting up doing this radio show um, because my Crohn's was acting up, and um, I was put on bed rest, and I just kept working through it. I was even coaching clients. I didn't even know that I was sick, right? But that is, that is how I embrace life. Keep moving no matter what. Keep moving. Keep pushing past it um, because that's what life is about. And, you know, it makes me think about uh, someone who I respected very much and who had, I had a great affection for this man, um, and I, I really followed what he said because he inspired my life. And I'm talking about no other than Miles Monroe. Um, he is no longer with us, but he has left with us such an impression, such inspiration um, for those of you who are familiar with who he is. But I'll never forget that I was sitting in a conference and he was speaking and I was mesmerized by everything what he was saying. It was though what he was saying um, was convicting all of the beliefs that I had about life, about success, about developing your vision. Um, But one thing in particular he said I had never heard before. It brought me to tears. He said that I want my life to be in such a way that when I die, I will have tapped out of and used all of my talents and potential. I am empty. And he said the graveyard is full of would-be millionaires and billionaires who had who were full of potential, but they never used their potential. They never used it. So it lies dormant to this very, very day. And so what I got out of that that just took my breath away, what I got out of that was that if I don't claim my success, if I don't claim my my power that God has given to me, I was born with it. If I don't claim that, nobody else gets to claim it. Not one single solitary human being gets to claim what belongs to me because it was for me from the very beginning, right? And if I die today, 
all of the things that I have not claimed will go unclaimed. It's not going to be like it is here on earth where if someone left you some money from insurance or or we may see commercials about, you know, there are millions and billions of dollars that are unclaimed. Um, see if your name, you know, call this number, see if your name pulls up on this. Well, guess what? We might be able to do that physically here on earth, but I'm here to tell you that once we leave this earth, we cannot go and claim what we should have been doing down here on earth. It just doesn't work that way, right? And so as I listened to Miles Monroe talk about that, I think it was the first time in my life that I realized that I no longer had to worry about competition and I no longer had to worry about uh, being envious of other people or worried about what somebody else is doing or worried about the fact that somebody else is doing the same thing that I'm doing because what is meant for me is meant for me. And any success that someone else experienced is meant for them. No matter how they got it, how they arrived there, that was for them. And no amount of anything that someone else can do can take away the success that belongs to me. There might be challenges, there might be obstacles in the way, right? But at the end of the day, they can't take away what rightfully belongs to me. And that kind of freed me in so many ways. It freed me to be the authentic me, who I needed to be for myself. And when I started walking into my authenticity and becoming who I needed to be for me, all of my beliefs started changing about success, about what I could have, and they continue to strengthen to this very day. And so as I celebrate my birthday tomorrow, I'm so grateful to God, and I thank him all that he has blessed me with, my husband, my daughter, my family, my good friends. I am so thankful, and I just pray that I continue to use the talents and potentials that I have. Because, see, like Miles Monroe, I, too, have the same goal. When I die, when I leave this world, when I transition to the other side, I want it to be where I have used up all of my talents and potential. I am empty on E because when it's when you use that up, it means that you are leaving behind a legacy for others. It means that you have impacted other people's lives. It means that you've left good things behind for other people to experience and learn from, and that's what it's about. And I know that that's what God wants us to see. I think that's, that's the gist of the whole thing. It's about love for, for what you do. It's about having passion for what you do. So all of you, celebrate with me tomorrow and know that I love you with the love of God and I want what's right for you. I want you to be successful in the right way. I want you to have the right heart and the right beliefs in creating your success. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. I want to talk to you right now about social media and posting because a lot is happening. A lot is changing, okay? Now, for those of you that are long-time listeners, you might have heard me talk about and warn you and share with you that social media is changing. So I just want to kind of bring you guys up to date by first going back. I want to go back 
maybe about 15 years ago, okay? 15 years ago, the Internet was at its peak. It was budding. And if you were a home-based business, a small business owner, there was so much opportunity for you to get on, create a website, for people to start seeing your website and Google, uh, you know, had not started creating as many algorithms yet. So you could create a website and basically have people purchasing from you the next day or the day after. However, there was a short window for people to do that with change. Google came up with this algorithm. It came up with Google Words, which was its advertising system of reaching people based on keywords and phrases and that kind of thing. Um, and so it locked out a lot of small business owners who didn't take advantage. But then there were some who took advantage of that, and many of them went on to become thousandaires and millionaires, okay? And many of them to this very day are now still trying to teach people how to go back and create online success. Okay, let's come on up to five years ago. So five years ago, social media was at its peak. You know, Facebook had announced that, you know, they had uh, multiple millions of people following them and, and a part of Facebook. LinkedIn was becoming more popular. Uh, Twitter was at its budding success. A lot of things were going on, and um, there was a lot of freedom to post whatever you wanted to post with links and get people to pay attention to it, Right. So here we are now five years later in 2018. So what is happening? What's happening with social media? Well, I want to let you know that uh, Facebook has over uh, 2 billion followers. A lot of people thought it was, you know, half a, half a billion, 1 billion. But from what I am reading, over 2 billion people participate on Facebook, right? So now it's very difficult for anybody to catch up with those numbers because they are so far ahead of everybody else, right? So what's happening now is that um, Facebook is attracting big companies, big businesses. So is LinkedIn. So is Twitter. And so big businesses, big companies are spending about 60% of their marketing dollars online with Internet marketing and advertising on social media. So what that has done is that that has closed and, and created a small gap of opportunity for those of us who are micro and small business owners, right? And with that said, you no longer can just post things and think that everybody who happens to be following you or is your friend going to see your post because that's no longer how it works, right? Only 10 to 20% of the people that follow you on Facebook actually see your post from your personal page on their news feed. The rest, well, they don't. On the personal side, Facebook is saying if you participate, if you make comments on other people's posts, if you like their posts, if you send hearts to their posts, if you uh, post videos, then we may let a larger amount of the people who, who follow you and are your friends see your posts. But they, they are in complete control of that. And then on the business side, if you have a Facebook fan page and you just organically post, only about 5 to 8% of your followers, those people who liked your fan page, only about 
5 to 8% are actually going to organically see your post pull up in their news feed. The rest will not, which is why now you must educate yourself and learn how to advertise on social media platforms. A lot of people are thinking that it costs a lot of money, but that's not necessarily true. Uh, I have clients that are doing something like $1.50 a day. I have clients that are doing like $150 a month, and they are seeing results and they are getting results. So the big thing is to really learn how to market and how to advertise on Facebook. I would say that would be the, the biggest thing. The other thing that I think is important is you can still do some really good organic posts. That means just regular posts without advertising and still get people to participate, but you really have to be careful about being salesy in your post. Remember, people appreciate education. They appreciate you sharing things that they don't know about. Um, and so you have to really get very creative with how you share information. And you also have to make sure that when you share a link that it is indeed going to the right place because I've clicked on links many a times from people I follow on Facebook and the link is broken and it's not going to the right place, okay? Now, with that said, it's going to be most important now than ever for you to be consistent with Facebook, okay? Um, you've got to be consistent with your social media posting. I will say uh, for Facebook, you need to post two to three times a day. For LinkedIn, maybe once a day, twice a day, you need to figure out the best time of day to do that. But everything needs to be done ahead of time. This means that if you have a Facebook fan page, it has its own scheduler. You can schedule months or years ahead of time, days ahead of time. So you can use the scheduler on your Facebook fan page to do that. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar with where um, your scheduler is, I want to share with you how to find your scheduler. So if you go to your fan page and click in the post box, like you're going to do a post, and you start posting, you will notice that uh, right at the bottom of your post box, there is, uh, right next to the word publish, there is a down arrow. If you click on that down arrow, it says schedule, backdate, or save the draft, right? So that lets you know that you can schedule, you can backdate your post, okay, so it will make it look like you've been posting all along, and you can save it as a draft if you're not finished with the post. But all of this you can do from your Facebook fan page. So if you're in business, it definitely is advantageous for you to go ahead and create a Facebook fan page, right? But the big thing is about being consistent. So it normally takes me about an hour to an hour and a half to come up with all of the posts that I need to post for the week, right, uh, for Facebook. And if I do it that way and then go ahead and use the Facebook fan page scheduler, or if I use Hootsuite to post on um, pre-post for LinkedIn, or if I use some of the other social media schedulers like, um, like um, SproutSocial.com, um, well, then I can pre-schedule all of my posts. And so it's not going to make me feel like I have to be glued to my phone and making posts all of the time. So if you create a social media schedule, 
and then figure out what you want to post about, then that's how you do it. Like if you post an article to your website, then you can take that article and break out different pieces of it and use it all week long for your social media posting, right? So that's very, very important for you to remember. But I just wanted to go back over that and let you know that you have a small window of time to still take advantage of advertising without having to need a large amount of money on Facebook. I would say you've got about a year to a year and a half to take advantage, to drive your sales up so that you will have more money as they raise their prices for advertisement. But now you can still boost a post for like $3 for the day and still get like over 1,000 people seeing that post, right? So it's important for you to understand that. And it's important for you to understand that we are in a technology revolution and it is going to do nothing but explode and get bigger and bigger. So I want you to remember this as you think about planning uh, for marketing your business and getting the word out, okay? Very, very important. Um, It is almost quarter till of the hour, and so I want to go ahead right now, and I want to delve right into our hot topic of today, which is embracing new beliefs to create your success, part two. The first thing I want to do is I want to just give you a quick review of what we discussed um, last week. Such a powerful show. And I had so many emails, texts, and Facebook messages, private messages from listeners uh, just thanking me for bringing this up and talking about this. And many have been asking questions. So today we're going to delve a little bit further into embracing new beliefs, okay? So the first thing I want to do is I want to come back around and give you the definition of a belief. Uh, We discussed this on last week, right? But a belief is something you consider to be true. It doesn't mean that it is true, but it is something that you consider to be true. But here's the thing. Why it is a belief, set it as so, and then you repeat it, the buy-in on that particular belief, and that repeated buy-in caused you to have a habit with that belief, and so you accepted it as true. Again, whether it was true or not, you still accepted that, okay? And so I want to give you some ideas of what I'm talking about, right? So what about the young girl um, who became um, anorexic? Because somebody told her she looked fat and she needed to cut down on the food. And so not only did she cut down on the food, but she believed that she needed to cut back on the food so much she stopped eating, right? And before she knew it, she had developed a habit of not eating, which gave her anorexia. But every time she looked at herself in the mirror, she also had bought into the habit that she was getting fat right? She was getting bigger. And so all she sees when she looks into that mirror is a heavyset girl, um, and all she is experiencing is no eating. So she's developed two habits that are wrecking havoc, H-A-V-O-C, in her life. 
And she wants to desperately bust out of that shell. She wants to get away from it. The challenge is is that the habits are so deeply rooted and so deeply ingrained that she is unable to claw her way out in many ways. And so as a result, she has to develop new beliefs that she is not that and that eating is good for her before her subconscious mind will start accepting that. She has to repeat the habit. She has to repeat the habit. She has to write over that negative thought that she accepted as truth. She has to uh, embrace new truths in her life. It's the same as a woman who is has a, a desire to start a business, right? But every business she's had, she's failed in. But when she was a young girl, a teenager, someone in her life always told her that you're always going to be a failure and you can never do anything good enough. So therefore, the habit developed in her at an early age that she's never good enough, and no matter how much she tries, she's always going to fail because she's a failure. That's who she is. So as she's walking through her adult life trying to accomplish things in her life, trying to um, make the business successful, trying to do things, she feels a tug, a pull, a strong pull that holds her back, and that the thoughts of failure and that this isn't going to work because you don't have to the surface, and before she knows it, she's sabotaging the success of her business. This happens time and time again. So a belief is something that you consider to be true, but it doesn't have to be true. It, it doesn't always match up to be true, okay? You might think you can, but it really doesn't work this way in uh, you thinking that your beliefs can never be changed, right? Because beliefs can indeed be changed, but what you need to know is that it requires a commitment and a deep-rooted desire on your end to change your life. To, to get rid of all of that stinking thinking and all of that gunk, all of those habits that are really just holding you back, right? You see, people believe all sorts of things for all sorts of reasons. Some beliefs are trivial and others are very important, but there are two things for sure that I know to be true. Number one, our belief system operates at a very deep subconscious level, okay? It operates within our subconscious mind, and that's where we have to work on it at. That means that we have to go beneath the surface of our daily grind, of our daily life, really look at what is it that we believe and what is it that we really want out of life and whether or not those beliefs are lining up and helping us to have what we want or whether those beliefs are hindering us and holding us back because of we accepted those beliefs as truth, but they are not, okay? The second thing that you need to understand that's true about the belief system is that a belief is automatically going to affect what you experience in your life, including all levels of success, all levels of failure, um, and even in areas of health and well-being and mental well-being, right? So beliefs have everything to do with who we are as people. 
They have everything to do with our personality, um, how we improve ourselves, what we do, and our environment, our family we grew up in, our parents, and how they brought us up, their values and beliefs, uh, our friends that we hang out with or hung out with, everything goes into the melting pot of our belief system and forms us and shapes us to be who we are today, except for some people, who you are and who you want to be are two different things. So this is why I'm addressing this today, and that is because in order for us to, to, in keeping with our things, spring up, okay, into success, spring your business into success, it's difficult to spring and push your business to success if you have a belief system that is holding you back from being who you need to be, not only for your business, but overall for yourself. It's difficult to push through that sometimes. And so today, I want to talk to you a little bit about habits and how they actually form and why you need to be very, very careful of what you allow in your mind, okay, because it all starts forming your beliefs. You know, I've talked to people who want to start a business, and I'll start helping them to start a business, and they're planning the business and working on their business plan and doing fine, and somewhere in between there, they'll call me and say they've decided not to start the business after all. And when I ask them um, why, they say, well, it's just not a good time for me. And when I, when I dig a little bit deeper, they they admit to me that they just don't know if it's right for them to be a business owner or an entrepreneur altogether, right? I experienced that a lot in talking with women. And so what I want to share with you about habits, because, see, habits are causing a lot of problems because beliefs are a part of our habitual system. So here's what you need to know first about habits. Habits are a necessary part of breathing and living, okay? Without habits, we would be special, you know, we would, we would be very special people. We would uh, have some form of special needs there without, without our habits being able to function properly within our human system. So habits are necessary, Right? But there are some habits that contribute to you having a fulfilled and enriched life, and there are some habits that work against you having a fulfilled and enriched life, right? Some habits wreak havoc in our lives. Some habits cause us to be in certain places that we're in in our lives, and we don't necessarily always know how to get out because the habits are so deeply rooted. Now, I use that word rooted for a reason, because think about a tree. Have you ever seen a big oak tree or a huge tree that's so enormous, I call it ginormous, so huge that the roots of the tree might extend out, you know, 100 yards from where the tree is. I mean, the roots might go all over 
a football field size, for example, because the tree is so deeply rooted and it's difficult to even cut the tree down or remove the stump of the tree because it's so deeply rooted. Well, that's how habits uh, are. Um, Something is not a habit yet until it is repeated so many times that the subconscious mind receives it as so. It can be good or bad because the subconscious mind does not distinguish between good or bad. It just stores and receives the habits. But what it is good at doing is bringing up those habits, bringing up those habits to us when we don't want it to. It brings us up because it's a whole habitual system. The the subconscious mind is absolutely incredible. It controls 95% of everything about who we are, including our physical attributes, including our breathing, including our heartbeat, our blood pressure. It's controlling everything, okay? So as a result, you need to get in the know about why you do what you do and and how easy it is to form habits on certain things. And when you form a habit, that is when you are able to do things without even really thinking about it. Case in point, let's take a simple scenario of brushing your teeth. Do you actually need to go over a piece of paper in the steps and brushing your teeth? What are the steps, okay? So you take your toothbrush out of the holder, you put the toothpaste on the toothbrush, but before you put toothpaste, you got to go buy some toothpaste. You put it on the toothbrush, and then this is how you brush your teeth. You're not going to go over those steps every single morning with brushing your teeth. For most people, it has become an automated and repetitive habit, so they wake up even with their eyes closed, brushing their teeth and rinsing their mouth because it's a habit, right? And this is something that we teach our children when they are real small and they start having teeth, we start buying them the little toothbrush and start teaching them how to brush and take care of their teeth. So that is why we don't think about it. It's an ingrained habit. The same thing with driving a car. If you've been driving a car for multiple years, you might have experienced driving a car, but you had, you were thinking about a whole lot of different things. So when you arrive at a destination and you, you look up or you realize you're there, you ask yourself, how did I get here? Well, you're, you remembered how to get there because it's repetitively in your subconscious mind. And the same thing about losing weight or gaining weight, okay? The truth of the matter is, is that to lose weight, you need to eat less, drink more water, and exercise. Those three things are the three things that are going to help you to lose weight automatically. You don't even have to buy any product, buy any exercise equipment. You don't have to do any of that, right? Because those are the three principles of weight loss, eat less, drink more water, exercise. However, It's easy, but it's not embedded within us necessarily as a habit. But there are some people that are thin eaters, and there are some people that are eating and gaining weight. So you need to understand that, okay? And it's important, it's important that you understand that in order for you to change your belief system, you first have to change the habits that lie within you. And I can't tell you how important that is. So to change any habit, 
our subconscious mind is like a hard drive. And so we, you know how you save something? You know how you save something over another file in your computer? You have to do the same thing um, to your subconscious mind. It never really goes away, but you have to write over it and then keep repeating it in order for our subconscious mind to say, okay, I see what you're saying. This is what you want to do now. Well, whatever you want to change in your life, whatever new belief that you want to create to help you to push yourself forward, that belief, that principle has to be practiced, right? So if you say, I want to start uh, believing that I have the ability to create a multiple six-figure and seven-figure income, then you have to start taking actions as though you believe it. You have to start practicing and, and acting as though you already have the money. You have to see it at the end of the goal, right? You have to know that it's there, and, and you have to feel it, and you have to start practicing it. And the way you start practicing it is that you start living an enhanced life now. You start being happy now because you know that you're getting ready to receive um, a, a sum of money. You know that you're getting ready to make a sum of money. You start um, coming up with new services in your business. You start talking and walking and acting like your business is successful, right? You start doing all of those things and you start acting as a CEO should in your business, right? You start doing that. You start doing all of the things that you should be doing anyway, but you are doing them because you believe it. You believe that that money is coming. You believe that you have the ability to attract six figures and seven figures into your life, right? Now, those old beliefs, you have to write over them. You have to write over them. If somebody told you that you were never going to amount to anything and that has always stuck and makes you sad, there's a sad place in you, then you've got to reach within and pull, and you've got to start creating affirmations for yourself that you repeat daily. Affirmations such as, I am worthy because God created me to be abundant, successful. He created me to be a successful woman. And it's not that I deserve to be successful. It is that I am successful. I am already successful. And what has been laid up in store for me, nobody else, and I mean nobody else, gets to take that. It is mine. You start talking to yourself, now I have a choice. I can leave this world never having tapped into my potential or even tried tapping into my potential and being who God wants me to be, or I can become slothful and procrastinate and do nothing, right? And so you have to make a decision, and your desire in your conscious mind has to start being stronger than the habit that's working against you in your subconscious mind so that you can write over it, right? So you have to start changing your beliefs. And you have to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, are my beliefs really matching what it is that I want for my life or want out of my life? The same principle is for a woman who keeps getting herself in the wrong relationship with the wrong type of man. Over and over again, she's just getting herself into abusive relationships 
But that's because of what, ladies? Right. She has a habit that's been repeated so much of being in a dysfunctional relationship with abusive men that the habit is now seeking out the same kind of man each and every time. So now that habit must be broken, and the only way it can be broken is her to sit down and write down what attributes does she want in a good man, a God-fearing man, a man that's going to treat her well. What are those attributes, and what should she be looking for? What are the signs, right? And then she needs to date men that are successful, and men who, who represent the attributes that she has now identified as being a good man, a man that has good moral character and has uh, dignity and has respect for women. That's what she has to start doing. And it's very foreign for a lot of people when you start working on a new belief system, a new habit system that's going to help you to form it. But I'm here to testify to you and and give you strong testimony, all of my sisters who are listening to this, that you can change your beliefs and you can change those habits to support those beliefs and you can see a whole new you. But it's going to require you to participate in your own success. So with that said, I want to share with you something that I heard Les Brown say recently in an interview. He was with Eric Warre, who is one of the top experts in the network marketing industry. And Les Brown was talking to him about why is it that people don't want to participate in their own success. They would rather participate in their own demise. Isn't that powerful? So what I want to share with you is that You have to sometimes stop the stinking thinking. You have to sometimes stop being envious and being jealous and being overwhelmed and having lack of faith in your own self. You have to stop um, not wanting to believe in something where the evidence is showing you that it's real, that it's factual, but you're rebuking it and pushing it out of the way all because you don't want to participate in your success. To to start believing is not a simple matter of you just believing. You have to start participating, ladies. You have to start participating in your your success and not your demise. Because if you participate in your demise, you know what's going to happen? You're going to allow those habits and you're going to allow those beliefs to control you for the rest of your life. And what will happen is that you will leave this world never having tapped into your greatness, your potential, who you could have been. You will never claim your success. And I don't want that for any of you. And I definitely can tell you now, it ain't going to happen to me because I am open to learning new things and listening at what people have to say about living a successful life and creating a successful business. So many of you who are listening to this call may be thinking that a successful business has all to do with money and and having the right kind of money, but I'm here to tell you that's hogwash. I've seen too many people that don't even have the money to to make their businesses work, and now they are high six-figure earners in their companies. What you need to be successful, hands down, 
is to embrace new beliefs that are going to match up with you creating your success. And that requires you to start participating in your success. So I hope you have enjoyed this part two of what I've been sharing with you about beliefs. I'm going to continue on um, with sharing with you some steps on next Monday that you can do to jet, jet start your belief system in a different path, okay? I want to remind you that our Lifestyle for Her opportunity is up and going. Make sure you go ahead. We have the website up now. Go ahead and visit lifestyleforher.net, lifestyleforher.net. Visit the opportunity page from the top menu bar and learn about this fabulous new business opportunity that we have for women and how it can help you to start living your best life. Again, that's lifestyleforher.net. I want to thank everybody for listening to the call today. You know that I love you with the love of God. That's the best kind of love you can have. Stay tuned for April 30th next Monday for our next broadcast. Care, everybody. Have an abundant week. Bye-bye.